A45, after years of investigating, the US Department of Justice released a redacted copy of special counsel Robert Mueller's report last Thursday. Nearly 400 pages covers subjects ranging from questions about Russian interference in the 2016 US presidential election to whether President Donald Trump obstructed justice. Trump proclaimed victory, tweeting a photoshopped image of his silhouette beside the Game of Thrones style text reading, no collusion, no obstruction for the haters and the radical left Democrats. Game over. But Mueller's report doesn't exactly clear the president either. David Jackson, White House correspondent for USA Today, is on the line with us. Good morning from Seoul. Yeah, good, good evening from Washington, D.C. Yeah, so, I mean, th- one, of course, the big headlines out of that revelation was the claim by President Trump that he was finished. And uh, it was actually a different F word that he used for that description. Um, doesn't work so well on radio. You've got the benefit in print, of course, to make it a bit clearer. But <laughs> but, 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 but seriously, that, that, that does not look good. Is there any way of twisting that into a positive for the president? There's no way to twist it to a positive. What the one thing they do is, and what you're referring to is an expletive the president used when he found out that a special counsel had been appointed to investigate the Russia case. And the president said, I'm blanked. My presidency is finished. A lot of people felt like that was a sign that he was afraid that a special counsel would investigate some crimes he had committed. But what the president's lawyers will tell you was he was just worried because he felt like he was being framed for colluding with Russia during the 2016 election, and he was afraid that a special counsel would take up all of the, the president's time investigating Russia and other matters. He was afraid that the, the investigation would basically uh, wipe out and interfere with what he was trying to do as president. It, it doesn't exactly chime with his personality, that, does it, though? Um, no, it, no. it feels like he would only say something like that if he really thought he was finished. If, if he knew there was nothing that was going to harm him, he, you can imagine him laughing it off almost. But, I mean, I don't know. I don't know him personally, but that's the impression many of us probably get. No, I think you're right. Uh, he definitely he opposed the idea of a special counsel early on, even as soon as he became president. And he worked to try to prevent that from happening. And there's also evidence that once the special counsel was appointed, he worked to try to have him removed. So there's no doubt he uh, he definitely opposed the idea of the investigation in the first place and took steps to try to interfere with his work. Crazy treason, big fat waste of time. Other words that President Trump used in response to the Mueller report last Friday. Is this the uh, then the attitude of a relieved man by contrast? No, not at all, especially when you contrast to the fact that originally originally when the Justice Department received the special counsel's report, they didn't release it. They had to review it for classified information and grand jury information, things that had to be kept secret. The Attorney General announced the the bottom line of the report was that uh, the president wasn't going to be wasn't there's no evidence the president colluded with Russia on the uh election interference, and also that there wouldn't be any charges of obstruction of justice against the president. The bottom line is he wouldn't be charged with anything. So Trump used that to declare victory. But what he didn't realize or didn't understand was that the report itself also contained a lot of damaging information about his behavior throughout this investigation. It listed 10 different incidents where it looked like he might have tried to obstruct the investigation through various means, whether it was getting rid of the special counsel Robert Mueller or dangling pardons in front of witnesses. So 
the, even though he wasn't specifically charged with a crime in this report, the report did did include some very critical things about him, and he he doesn't like that. And ever since the, the actual report was released, he's been fighting back against it. In the days since this latest round of reporting, we've had various digestives. We've had uh, takeaways. <laughs> we've had uh, headlines like from Wired. I'm looking at now 14 Mueller report takeaways you might have missed. What what for you are the big takeaways? Um, the biggest takeaway for me is that really both sides on this question are in the same place they always were. They just have more evidence on their side. The supporters of Trump say there's no evidence of collusion and Mueller didn't specifically accuse him of obstruction of justice. The critics of Trump says, well, there might not have, there might not be any collusion, but there sure were a lot of contacts between Russians and members of Donald Trump's campaign, and it was obvious that Trump's campaign welcomed the idea that the Russians might steal emails from the Democrats. They also point to what I referred to earlier, the 10 instances where it looked like Trump at least tried to obstruct justice, and they feel like there might be a crime in some of these attempts. So. The main, the main takeaway is that not many people's minds were changed. In fact, they were just both sides were reinforcing their beliefs by what the special counsel produced. The claim from Wired, I mean, one of their takeaways is Donald Trump runs his White House like a mafia boss, giving this evidence. <laughs> when, when Michael Cohen testified before Congress this winter, he made clear how much Donald Trump operated his family like that, speaking in code, refusing to have written agreements, prizing loyalty... Uh, as someone who's been very close to the White House, but not quite um, within the inner circle, uh, what's your impression on that claim? Uh, he, that's not the first time he's been compared to a mafia boss. And w- one of the big things that, with Trump is loyalty. And in the report, you'll notice that the, when before he fired FBI Director James Comey, President Trump had repeatedly asked Comey if he would be loyal to him. Now, the FBI director is not supposed to be loyal to the president. The FBI director is supposed to run his department and investigate crimes. He's not supposed to be loyal to any individual lawmaker. Yet the president kept asking repeatedly, "Are you loyal? I need someone who's loyal. Will you be loyal to me? Comey refused to answer that question, and he wound up getting fired. Um, same with Cohen. It, originally, uh, President Trump was very supportive of his former attorney, Michael Cohen, when he got in legal trouble. But once Cohen turned on him and provided evidence to the prosecution, then that was it for Cohen, and and now President Trump is seeking to punish him. So there's, you know, there's been more than a few comparisons of Trump to the Godfather. If he is the Godfather, let's look at the the crew working with him and for him. FBI embedded in the special counsel's office. Attorney General William Barr's press conference that some say deliberately misled the American public. Are those fair claims? I, I, I can see where a lot of people would say that. And it's it's confusing, but when the Mueller report was originally finished in mid-March... The attorney general made the announcement that he had received a copy of the report, and that he would be uh, he would be reviewing it for in order to strike classified information from it, and also to strike grand jury information from it because both of those things it would be illegal to release them to the public. But in announcing that he'd received the report, he issued a four-page summary in which he said that there was no evidence of collusion and that there was no. Ev- then there was no charges of obstruction of justice to be brought against the president. He basically gave President Trump a clean bill of health. Now, the reviewing process took about three weeks, and at the end of that, uh, Attorney General Barr announced he would, in fact, be releasing the report. But before he did that, he had a press conference where he basically did the same thing as in his summary. He 
all but defended the president. He said the report had no evidence of of collusion, and there was no evidence of obstruction of justice. But what he failed to talk about were were some of these incidents where Trump engaged in questionable behavior. So a lot of people felt like Attorney General William Barr was was acting pretty much as Trump's personal defense lawyer. And particularly with the news conference that he called right before the release of the of the report, it, it seemed very superfluous. So uh, there's a lot of people who are very neutral who were scratching their heads over Barr's performance in this matter. But politically, and therefore perhaps ultimately, President Trump seems to have emerged relatively unscathed. He doesn't look like he's going to be impeached anytime soon. And more than that, he looks like he's the favourite to be winning the next election, to be re-elected for a second term, as things currently stand, if you pay attention to bookmakers, certainly. Right, and I think of the as things as they currently stand is uh, is an important point. Yeah, I do think he emerged unscathed, but remember the Democratic Party, his opponents control the House of Representatives in the U.S., so they will continue to investigate the things that Mueller dug up. And they have the numbers to impeach him. I mean, it was... Uh, I mean, they they don't have to adhere to any legal standards that are in a court of law. They can just feel like they acted inappropriately and vote to impeach him. There's no evidence they're going to do that. But after they hold hearings in which they will talk to the attorney general, they'll talk to the special counsel Robert Mueller, and they'll interview some of these witnesses who said critical things about President Trump. They may decide to go for an impeachment. It it, it won't mean a lot. It will be more like an indictment, and it, it'll basically just be an accusation against the president. The Senate would have to try President Trump under those circumstances, and they're run by the Republicans, so there's no way that they'll ever convict him. So as it stands now, the president's unscathed legally, but he could still face an impeachment beef in the Democratic-run House of Representatives. The other point you made, I think it's quite interesting, a lot of people don't realize, the economy in the United States is doing very well. And according to predictive models that have been used for past elections, President Trump is a clear favorite for re-election right now. The economy is doing well, and unemployment is very low. People are making money, and he's an incumbent. He'll have that particular advantage. And the Democratic Party is divided over him. Yeah, but it seems like his opponents almost want a recession. Like social (laughs) media is trying to talk me into the fact that the U.S. is facing an economic crisis right now. Exactly, but I, I don't. I, I don't think most consumers would agree with that. And you're right; the Democrats would wouldn't mind an economic turndown because the signals right now, at least the economic ones, are, are very good for President Trump, and he has a very good chance at winning re-election. It's just a question of who the Democrats put up against him. David Jackson, another former guest who rejoins us today, and uh, I, I'll say again with you, it's always a pleasure. Hope we catch up with you again soon. I'd love to do it. Thank you very much. David Jackson, White House correspondent for USA Today on the scene. And that's our show for this morning. We'll be back tomorrow at 7.05. Coming up next, we've got Inside Career with Yerika Park after your latest news headlines. Let me say quickly thank you to our producer, Christina Saar, our writers, Chek Young-mi, Im Young-ju and Leah Young.